Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 85th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week, we have Tyler Bergen, head groundskeeper for the Lynchburg Hillcats. He's new to the Hillcats uh, and new to minor league baseball, so we'll get his prerogative on that. Make sure to go back and listen to the catalog. There's something for everyone back there, I promise. There's 84 other great episodes. Um, You name it, we've got it. We've got team presidents and owners. We've got GMs. We've got groundskeepers. We've got stadium operations we've got tickets we've got merchandise people back there uh, social media people marketing everything we've got it all 84 episodes go back listen to the catalog something for everybody if you want a shout out it's super simple uh drop a rating and comment on apple podcasts uh that purple icon on your iphone that helps drive us up the charts and turns more people into members of the TARP crew. So go drop a rating and comment, um, and I'll shout you out here and on Twitter. So uh, do that for me, please. In case you missed it, I know it's been a little while, but I finally decided to make a designated Twitter account for the podcast. So go ahead and follow that at Pulling Tarp Pod. That's where you can find all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tarp Podcast and reach out to come on as a guest. Uh, that's where businesses can reach out to become sponsors as well. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at It's R.A. Kuhn. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. With that being said, folks, let's chat with Tyler Bergen. Tyler, welcome on to the Pulling Tart Podcast. I uh, really t- appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your evening. I know your free time in the off season is as good as gold, so uh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to start off the interview with one of the probably the most annoying questions for people that work in minor league baseball, but I know the answer is different for every groundskeeper. Like I've had groundskeepers tell me, that they sell tickets in the off season and sponsorship and other people tell me that they just help with stadium operations that kind of stuff so what is going to be keeping you busy this off season uh that's a great question uh it's been a it's been a weird transition especially because my off season at you know college is a lot different it's a lot shorter because right now if I was at college, we'd be doing football and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm at the stadium, it's like, okay, what do I do? And then uh, that was answered pretty quickly. I was handed a few tasks, you know, basically <laughs> around the stadium right. with, uh, you know, painting picnic tables, you know, for the off season, pull them all in, paint them, stain them, whatever. Yeah. Stain some decks here and there. Uh, 
but the biggest thing that's got my time is, is mostly field related stuff though like all the way down to you know like getting the field laser graded you know quoting out all sorts of of stuff that needs to happen because major league baseball came and did a a, a test or you know they graded our field and clubhouse and everything and mm-hmm. their restrictions are changing and all that so right we get hit with a lot of that stuff so i'm thinking about moving bullpens off the field and that sort of stuff so it should be a pretty busy off season really okay all right so i know that um i had um colin the old groundskeeper for for lynchburg on the podcast yeah. and we talked about the like the the walk-ups like to to home yeah. plate are you going to keep those so we are, okay. but we got hit for points for those. Really? Because they're warning track material, and they have to be 15 feet to match the rest of the warning track. So I have to make them bigger. Oh, which okay. Is craziness. But I yeah, I like gonna, them. We're gonna keep them. Okay, I like them. You don't see. I think it's kind of like rare for you to see them, especially in the minor leagues. Um, but but I really like them. So I'm glad to know that you're gonna keep them. Yeah, the uh, the biggest thing was just like it's another maintenance thing, but I don't mind it. I I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you started your career in the army, and then you you just came to Lynchburg from Liberty University. How exactly did you get into groundskeeping coming out of the army? So I mean, I played played baseball my whole life. You know, and uh, I think it was ninth grade. I show up, you know, to the field that my I'm the youngest of six, and uh, my brothers all played. And so I showed up to their, you know, our high school field, and I pitched, and I was super picky about the mound. And I was like, mm, I can't do this. Like I can't, I can't even have a normal pitching, you know, mechanics off this mound. So I actually helped one of the seniors rebuild that mound from scratch, basically. Okay. as a freshman and I, and I loved it and uh, then obviously you know I went in the army and uh, I got out and my father-in-law was his coach he coaches for a high school okay. that's attached to Liberty University mm-hmm. and uh, I helped coach and you know I was pretty laid back off time before I decided to find a job out of the army and uh, I was just working on the field all the time and I actually met a couple guys that worked actually were in charge of working on that field and I was like well shoot can I get a job yeah. like I might as well get paid for something I'm doing in my off time yeah and then like when I started it was like this is what I'm probably gonna do the rest of my life it's awesome like okay. I everything just clicked for me it was it, it's a great so that's how I guess started and now I'm probably never gonna stop, stop. right right so so you have like no I guess formal education about groundskeeping everything you learned was on the job learning from other groundskeepers okay okay that's cool that and then yeah brian hinkley was my my boss at liberty and he taught me a ton of stuff like he probably gets annoyed because i still call him and and pick his brain about everything all the way down to the science of stuff to whether to do this or that or what do you think you know and then you know, networking is pretty big yep. for our profession, and that I learned so much from that. You know, the STMA event is fantastic. You know, I went to that once, and it's just you learn so much in a week. So right, 
that's where I did a lot of my learning. So what kind of groundskeeper are you? Are you the type that, like, you're, you know, you're easy breezy, like, you can walk on the field, you know, or <laughs> do you, like, I worked for a groundskeeper that didn't even, he hated that we even played games on the field. Like, he, he just wants to keep it pristine all the time. Like, like it's, you got to be somewhere in the middle, but uh, where do you fall yeah. in line there? So, so I think I'm a perfect medium right there. Okay. I'm, I fall right in the middle. So I have a lot of respect for, obviously, the game of baseball. Yep. But whatever sport I'm working on, I had to learn. You know, like, obviously, when I was new, I was like, man, I got to fix this thing. It's got to be perfect. And then, like, they play on it. I'd just be like, oh, no. Yeah. But then, then, then I got into Twitter. And that Twitter actually helped me with this a lot because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, as soon as I get a picture of it, I can stare at the picture all day long all day long and it's you know it's pristine on my phone right it's dead to me so so whenever people ask they're like how do you let like i i do a lot of mound art and then it's like the first inning you know the pitcher's out there digging at it and it's like ah i got a picture already you know it's yeah. dead to me so that's helped a lot with uh not being too anal about it i would say okay all right so like do people have to like click their heels if they're walking onto the field from the warning track like yeah I, I wish I could make them do that, but they don't. So there's no <laughs> point in yelling at them. Okay. And, and, and the more, and like, because I did a lot with the high school field when I was at Liberty. Yeah. And the more I taught people about what I do, it helps them respect it more. Like, if you just yeah. go out and yell at them, like, they're not going to, they're going to be like, well, you know, this guy's, why would I care about what he's doing? But then they, they see you out there working and busting your butt, and then you, help teach them or be like hey this is this and you just talk to them about it and they're actually interested and then they actually respect it more then you'll see them tiptoeing like across the field instead right that's pretty cool to see too yeah groundskeepers in my experience are always usually the first ones there and the last ones to leave um so i'll i'm gonna jump ahead a question just because that kind of falls in here but like like i said groundskeepers are at the stadium all the time how are you able i know you have a young family um you got you got That's a little right. one um it looks like she's a toddler um so like how do you balance that um that family life and then being at the ballpark all the time are you still trying to figure that out uh well so i got extremely lucky my wife is one awesome and she uh she was raised in the minor leagues her oh. dad played professional baseball Oh, and cool. was coaching for the Nationals for a lot of her childhood. So she experienced the minor league lifestyle, was always yeah. out on the field and all that. So she's pretty excited because now our daughter gets to kind of experience the same thing because my brother-in-law plays for the Nationals and is in the minor league organization. Uh-huh. And so if she's not at my field, she's over there at Quaid's. And uh, that's pretty cool. So that's a big one, you know. I got yeah. lucky with her, but actual you know the time and the hours especially during the season you know each game that it's, it's nice out and I don't have too much during the game you know I, she'll come and we'll sit close to where I need to be and you know have little game day dates kind of stuff you yeah. know grab a cheeseburger a hot dog whatever there you go. and just have a good time okay that's awesome and then obviously you know in the off season get, get your job done when you need to go to work and then come home and be home yeah so that's that's always a big one for sure for sure 
Um, so I know you joined Lynchburg pretty late in the season, but how did the end of the season go? Like what, how did it, yeah, just, was it what you were expecting? What did it, what did you learn? Just, yeah, all in all, how did the end of the season go? So it was very unique, I would say, okay. because I was kind of, I kind of worked with an old groundskeeper with Lynchburg. And so I kind of saw how it was, is at the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. And so when I came in, it was, kind of different you know it was everybody was exhausted gas from the grind mm-hmm. and uh so i was just trying to get feel the, the pace of play pretty much understand okay what's my responsibilities coming forward colin you know the old groundskeeper was there about a week to help me transition okay and so that was huge that, that was so huge cool, he, yeah. he didn't just up and leave and wasn't there so he kind of showed me the ropes i met everybody we did kind of game day stuff together because mm-hmm. I jumped right into a 12 game homestand wow. like my first day wow. <laughs> so it was it was just I think first day was 19 hours and the next day was probably 20 and just on and on yeah. so it was trial by fire but I, I was never once thinking like what did I get myself into so it was pretty exciting Okay. to just I felt like it was a good environment to be around and seeing all the players and it was great yeah, I know from experience a lot of you know a lot of groundskeepers don't have that luxury to have the old guy with them for like the first yep. week. Like usually, teams wait as long as possible to to hire a groundskeeper, especially in the off season, um, just because just to keep them off the payroll for that long. And the new yep. groundskeeper will start maybe a month or two before the season. He'll get into the into the shed and just be like, "What was this guy doing? Like, I can't find anything. Like, how did they get this to work? You know that that kind of stuff. Like, yep. so so you you really did have it have it lucky there. Yeah, and and I'm you know I, I, if I need to I can still call Colin. You know, yeah, he's still doing groundskeeping. So yeah, pretty close too, and so I just can reach out to him if I need anything too. Okay. And I knew, I, and I worked with a guy who was there before Colin. Okay. Which he worked with me at Liberty, and now he's in uh, in the Pirates in Bradington. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know, I know so. the GM down there. He was on the podcast before, um, but all right, awesome. Oh, so what do you plan on bringing to the table for Lynchburg? What do you plan on doing differently? Uh. It's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't say too many things differently because, you know, there's only so much you can do differently. Mm-hmm. But my biggest thing is probably just going to be, like, I guess you could say I'm big on the artistic side of groundskeeping. I like okay. to put it out there to where people are like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like, how did he do this? Or, you know, it just brings eyes to our craft as groundskeepers. Yeah. And I like that a lot. That's kind of why I do what I do on Twitter kind of, show people that you don't have to just you know rank it one time and call it quits you can go and be artistic with it and have fun so that's that's what i'm especially i think minor league baseball is going to be amazing for me with that because they just have so many you know uh three dollar beer nights to free sunglasses to anything you know and i can just have fun with that yeah i'm pretty excited for that yeah it kind of gives you the freedom to do exactly what you want to do try new stuff yeah 
Yeah. Okay. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, your Twitter is awesome, and it's very educational as well for for somebody that yeah. you know. I've I've worked with a lot of groundskeepers, but never really worked a day, a full day on the field. You know, I was I was the marketing yeah. guy. So um, it it is very educational and cool. And I'll give you a chance to plug your Twitter later. But um, but yeah, just tune into the end of the episode and and get his handle because it is a must follow if you're into the the groundskeeping world for sure. Okay, so you really see a different side of the players. You actually get to interact with them while they're warming up, during BP, in between innings. What has been your favorite part about that so far? Uh, it's kind of cool because my brother-in-law, like I was saying, is with the Nationals now, and he's mm-hmm. around that same age. Okay. And, uh, you know, I basically have, it feels like I've been around these players, like, my whole life mm-hmm. and uh it's just baseball is a different world when you're inside like i'm sure a lot of people watch you know like john boy media and then you see how he yeah. breaks down the game inside the game mm-hmm. and so you really get to dive in because i'm lucky enough to where my little shed is like the the whole pitcher's bull, bullpen like their bench is yeah. literally right there so i just go sit on their bench sometimes and talk to all the pitchers yeah. And so I get to hear all the stories, all the <laughs> the drama between teams. I think we had two benches clearings, Ooh. and uh, one of the, the left fielders for this team was just jawing at our pitcher's bench, and they were letting him have it. So that was – it was hilarious. <laughs> and that was a great time to be a part of that one. That and then, awesome. uh, yeah, just to see their overall respect for the field too. Like, yeah. And for what we do, and and you can see their grind too, because you know a fan just comes and shows up and is like, "Oh, we're here to watch some baseball," but they weren't here the six days before that while they were still out here doing the same thing for as long as we are. Yeah, <laughs> as groundskeepers, they're out there almost just as much. Right. And uh, so it's cool to see how they are treated too yeah you know by coaches by all that sort of stuff yeah um the bullpen like if nobody's experienced like interacting with with the guys from the bullpen you are (laughs) you are missing out because i think i think the like relief pitchers are the most entertaining people like oh yeah in the world like they like they're they they put in the work and they're they're goofy guys because like they have so much time to kill, right? Like because like some of like you may not pitch for you know five days, or you could pitch on back to back nights, and it's just kind of crazy. Just like they they are the most entertaining people. It's incredible. Oh yeah, this this pitcher had so much time that he cut a baseball, you know, undid all the twine by hand. I don't know if anybody's taken apart a baseball. There's like three layers of yarn mm-hmm. and you can never get it back but he took the time to try and rewrap it and then put like 
it back together, which it, it looks awful. It right. looks like a voodoo doll. But they hung it up like right above their bench, and it's still nice. hanging there today. That's so awesome. it's like they have all the time in the world. But oh yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a different experience. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, so you were saying about how you're um, a little bit more artistic than than some other groundskeepers. What's been your favorite mo pattern so far? Um, mowing is. It's always got to change, and so it's. I wish I could ingrain a pattern because I'd probably do like double single, like to each direction. Okay. For you know, to to left, center, and right. That's that's probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. That's the first one I did when I got to to Lynchburg Hillcats. Okay. And uh, but this year I'm actually gonna step away from patterns more. So I like San Francisco's vibe. Like okay. the Giants, and they they kind of do no mowing pattern, right. and it'll allow like like the dirt stuff that I do, or like maybe some dyes that I do for like logos and stuff. It'll make that pop more. Yeah, and I just like a, a nice flush green looking feels. Like okay. I'm kind of on that one this year, I, but it could always change, you know. Yeah, so there there's a a few groundskeepers that I know that don't like to do. Um, you know, like stuff on the mound or logos and that kind of stuff. Um, j- just kind of, well, what, what's been your favorite, like, piece of art, I guess, on the fields so far? And uh, what do you uh, what do you plan on doing this year? Well, once we, so this week we're actually going to go and meet and do all the, the promo meetings for this year, and that'll mm-hmm. be what gets my ideas spiked for this year, so okay. I don't really have anything yet, but, uh, my favorite thing, I don't know. I did I did a St. Patrick's Day thing on a on a mound for uh, early college baseball, and mm-hmm. I did like clovers over the top. Okay. And like it was it was pretty cool. That one was it's up there. But the nine eleven one that I just did for the Hellcats, mm-hmm. I did like the skyline behind home plate and like a green die behind their logo. Okay. And then I did the the Pentagon in the dirt wow. at home plate and that one that one's just more it's special because it has a, a much bigger meaning mm-hmm. you know and so so that one was cool that sounds awesome again we'll we'll give you tyler's twitter handle at the end so you can follow him check that out um and then um so what's the difference between working on a baseball field compared to other types of sports fields uh, well, other sports fields aren't good now. I'm just, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the biggest difference is uh, uh, I love the quote from like Brad Pitt in Moneyball. It's hard to be romantic about baseball. Like it's mm-hmm. hard not to be. Yeah. And uh, it's so true. Like I feel like working on a baseball field is just it's romantic. It's got different. Yep. It's got so many different elements to it. It's kind of I would. I would put it close to golf. I know. I know if there's any golf guys listening to the podcast, they're like, "Oh no, golf's golf." You know, golf golf groundskeepers. They're very, they're very uh, prideful in what they do because they do a great job. But baseball is it's probably the second closest thing to a nice golf course because you know the, the infield grass has to be like a, a putting green. You know, yeah. your dirt's got to be like your nice bunker side greens, and then. Uh, then your your outfield's got to be that gorgeous fairway and tee box, you know. Yeah. 
and then then you start dealing with mounds and slopes and and getting your clay right like there's just so much more to baseball fields mm-hmm. i feel like and, and learning like water and and all that but uh it, it, yeah it's just baseball's romantic so but then you deal with like a soccer field it's just like you mow it you aerate it and you do like your cultural practices and that's it you know okay it's just it's kind of boring and then then you deal with turf field that's actually why i left liberty is because I wanted to work on a, a nice grass baseball field. Okay. And uh, they, we were replacing the turf, and I tried to get it to go to natural field, and uh, we couldn't make it happen. And then it just worked out that Lynchburg opened up, and I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my name in and see what happens. And yeah. That's why I left, too, because working on a turf field, is, it's not maintenance-free by any means. Right. And anybody who works on or worked at a turf field like they know it's it's so much harder to to do because you want to do certain things like for example like you know how we aerate a field you know you're punching holes mm-hmm. and you're creating softer ground for the players to play on yeah like a turf field just gets so compact that it's basically playing on a, a parking lot you know oh. in three years and there's nothing you can do there okay or if you have a, a turf baseball field, you know, you got a little bit of dirt here and then your artificial turf, it's getting mixed in every game, every time somebody walks across it and it doesn't come out. Like you can't get it out. Right. Like I've used snow blowers to get dirt out of turf. I've used sc- scrubbing bubbles. Um, it, it, you can use anything, you know, you, you just try everything. So there's a, there's a lot of differences between, you know, working on other fields and the baseball fields. And I just feel like baseball fields, you have to love what you do to do that. Because if you don't, it's just going to end and just be a, your misery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I was going to ask you about turf field. And that was going to be my next question because one of the teams that I used to work for, they just built a new stadium and they put in a turf field, but the whole, like the, warning track is dirt and i think just the infield is grass and then the rest of it's all turf like yeah, would, what, what are your thoughts about that would not be that? fun yeah <laughs> would not be fun i think it's the the fredericksburg nationals have a gorgeous field yeah gorgeous field that they just built and uh i was looking at it and it's you know it's dirt and then uh it's all natural dirt and then everything else is artificial turf and i i feel for that groundskeeper yeah like i was like man that would be that's my worst nightmare on the field honestly is all dirt and then just artificial turf because then you add all these tarp pools Mm -hmm. into those i mean and anybody who's pulled a tarp knows that the dirt just comes with your tarp that's why it's extra heavy when it's wet yes and then, then that just ends up all in your turf and it's just nightmare yeah oh man okay you're, you're spreading a lot of light here i like it all right yeah um so i know you've only been there for for a little while but are there any tarp pools that stand out to you so far that you can share oh yeah i got i got, I got a good one all right <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be in, in minor league baseball long to, to not have the tarp pool story. <laughs> so I, my first week, my first six days on the job, we pulled the tarp eight times. Wow. And uh, 
Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sure. I think the first, I think the second night, which was, no, it was the first day I worked. That that first day, we pulled it three times. Okay. Wow. And, and it was, yeah. But we didn't cancel any games either. That's good. So cool. all of those were pull it on, pull it off, fix the field, get it ready, play a game. And, uh, but the, the Saturday night game, the second day on the job, we, uh, we have fireworks planned for that night, and uh, we get, I mean, it's probably eighth inning, and we're looking at our phones, me and, me, because Colin was still there. Okay. We're, we're both staring at our phones, and uh, he's like, dude, look at this rain. I'm like, yep, it's coming. <laughs> I just, hopefully they can play a little bit faster baseball. Yeah. And uh, it gets to about the ninth inning, and uh, I think we tie it up, or... Yeah, we tied it up, and then we're going into the last inning, you know, we're bottom nine now, and it's like, all right, mm-hmm. here we go, and I go <laughs> and talk to the umpires, and I'm like, hey, this is, this rain's coming, and he was like, I don't know, we gotta have some, he, the umpire literally told me, we have to get, have some feel here, yeah. to where, you know, we, and I was like, I get that, but yeah. the rain's coming, I'm just letting you know, yeah. he's like, all right, well, I, I'm going to actually, because normally they'll let me make the call, you know, if mm-hmm. it's, if it's too much, I'll, I'll wave at them or something. Right. And they'll be like, Hey, just put it in and you just start putting it on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, bottom nine, you know, they're going to want to make the call and it starts raining hard. <laughs> and, uh, we end up hitting a walk off in the pouring rain and it was like perfect timing. So we're all pushing it out in the pouring down rain, but then we have fireworks that have to go off. Yeah. And uh, so we're like, we had fireworks and then we had like a special event where they throw tennis balls all over the field yeah. after the game. Yeah. And like try and make it into hoops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we have those two things that have to happen. And we can do the one in the rain. Like we can do both of them in the rain. Yeah. And uh, so we pull the tarp on and then uh, we're trying to figure out which one we're going to do first. Either because normally we do the, the throwing and then we throw the fireworks up. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, we're like, no, we got to We got to shoot the fireworks off now because <laughs> the rain's going to get even worse. Mm-hmm. So so Colin runs around to turn the fire, the lights off for the fireworks. Yeah. As soon as we get the tarp on, we shut the lights off and like five people decide to run on the field and want to do a tarp slide. Oh, and, uh, oh one gosh. of our, our, our concessions guy is an ex-football player in the. Uh, he made the biggest hit on anybody running on the field that I've ever seen. We actually have a video of it. I don't think it's been posted yet because uh, the police officer actually got it. Oh, on her, wow. On her. Yeah. And then, uh, so then we tackle this guy, get him off the field. Then his other buddies start fighting the police officer on in the first row of the stands. In the pouring down rain. Wow. Pitch black. They start fighting this, this female police officer. And then they're like, fumbling over the stands, like trying to chase the guy down. She ends up handcuffing or she ends up chasing this guy and then handcuffing him and he gets arrested. And we're all like, what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) And so after all that commotion, fireworks go are, are actually going off during the fighting. Like during that little brawl, the fireworks are just, you know, sandlot in the background, just blasting off. Wow. And then, and then I have to turn the lights back on. It's still raining. And then we're going to throw for, for dough. Like, throw all these tennis balls yeah. on the field. And it was just like, what a what an event. 
That's awesome. It was awesome. That's funny. That's awesome that you guys call it throw for dough. We always called it launch a ball. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Throw for dough. I like that. All right. Um, I don't see that there are any listener questions. We did get a, a, a few follower, a few new followers because you uh, retweeted that you were going to be on the show. So appreciate that. Perfect. Um, oh yeah. So where can the listeners find you on social media, Tyler? Uh, I use Twitter for everything, so on Twitter, um, Tyler underscore, two underscores, and then uh, Bergen, B-E-R-G-I-N. Okay. And uh, I appreciate it. And yeah, I, I definitely like being educational as possible. I'm definitely, now that I would say I'm a manager now, instead of just being a lower guy in a college, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a lot more educational stuff for groundskeepers. Cool. Like I, I posted one about how I wrapped my tamps and uh, yeah. people lit it up like they loved it and uh, that's cool because like I had to learn all the stuff like like we were talking about just by myself kind of yeah. or just by talking to people and uh, I feel like you learn a lot from that for and, sure uh, for sure so, that's awesome I yeah. appreciate the go ahead oh yeah I was gonna say I tried to find you on Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, but I, I did not find you. So, um, that's right. Yeah. I keep those, I keep those mostly for my personal, like my Facebook, my Instagram. That's just me and my wife and my little, my little baby. Yeah, for sure. Like anniversaries and stuff. We got to blow her up on that. Yeah, of course. Of course you got to. <laughs> um, so we end, I know you've listened to a couple episodes, but, um, we end the show with the same question, um, uh, every time. What has been your favorite walk-up song in your baseball career, and whose was it? Uh, my favorite walk-up song was, it's got to be my, my my little brother. His In ninth grade, he was playing varsity baseball in the state championship, and he was you know, he was the only freshman, and he was he's like oh, really young for his grade, so he was like way younger than all of them. And uh, he came up to the Little Einsteins, like a little, little cartoon show. Yeah. Walk up song and they all loved it. And okay. uh, that was, that was pretty awesome. Okay. I'll have to find that on YouTube. Yeah, it was it was a little Einstein's like the trap remix. It was it was pretty it was pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. Alright. Perfect, man. Alright, well thank you so much, Tyler, for taking the time to come on a pulling tart podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh best of luck going forward, uh, with the Lynchburg Hillcats, man. Oh, I appreciate the you reaching out and I love what you're doing here with this this podcast. I hope we get many more people, and it's it's awesome. It's, it's great. Thank you, man. I really Listen to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.